With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Three, hmm? one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Harden My Take, the number one podcast on thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SPNation.com. Now, I can tell you this. I don't know who the next president's going to be, but I can tell you for damn sure it's neither me nor my co-pilot. Uh, Mr. Michael over here. Yeah, uh, we are joined today by Mr. Mike Stone, also known as Michael Stone, uh, here on uh, Hard My Take. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. So we are officially looking in the free agency with a lot that's going on right now. So outlook, it's kind of gone under the radar. Uh, simply because the election has kind of dominated headlines this week. But it looks like as of Wednesday evening, where we're recording this, November 4th, it's looking very likely that we have a NBA season coming at the end of December. 
They, the owners have given the players their proposal. Players have gone to their teams. And it's going to be a bumpy ride these next few weeks. We got the draft in two weeks on the 18th. Free agency to start 72 hours afterwards. And that's where the Rockets offseason really begins. And so Michael Morey, a friend of the show, uh, went on to find a new job in Philadelphia. So we thought we'd bring along Michael Stone. Uh, yes, so he introduced himself earlier, but Michael Stone, welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling today? Hey, man, I'm great. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here to talk all things Houston Rockets free agency. Absolutely. So there, this is, you know, first of all, congratulations to your brother on the new general manager position. Thank you. And this is going to be an NBA offseason like none other. And you know what? In the year 2020, I'd expect nothing less. So we're going to see a very quick offseason happen here. Uh, with the season ending a little less than a month ago, uh, we are going to have to move quick. And for a first-time GM, definitely not an easy task. But uh, maybe you've got some answers here that uh, may allude to what your long-lost brother uh, Raphael might do in his first offseason as general manager. I, that's a pretty good insight. Uh, very credible, uh, non-official sources as to what the Rockets' plans are going to be in the next few weeks yes. as it pertains to free agency. So we've heard talks about uh, James Harden being interested by uh, former Flame Daryl Morey. Um, let's just Let's just say it right now. Your, your brother's not trading James Harden or Russell Westbrook anytime soon, correct? Um, I mean, he's not going to be allowed at the Thanksgiving you know, table if he does. <laughs> uh, and he does enjoy Thanksgiving uh, lunch slash dinner or brunch, however you want to view it. Uh, so I'm going to say no uh, because that would be incredibly stupid. So let's put that uh, on the record once again as previously stated by – uh, the gentleman, uh, Mike Brown, who you uh, co-host with, uh, has stated that before. By the way, big fan of the show uh, and of y'all's work. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've heard him say that before, and I completely agree. All right. So Harden's going to be on this team. Russell Westbrook's going to be on this team. Safe to say P.J. Tucker, who's got one year left on his deal. He's entering the final year of his contract. Safe to say he's going to be in town, right? Facts. And Robert Covington uh, is someone who uh, just, you know, came to Houston in this past calendar year. Uh, I, a lot to get him. I will say he could be moved in the right trade. Okay, I, and I assume that Eric Gordon is also in that uh, camp, right? Yes. Okay, so let's let's start there, okay? Because... Right now, the team is in a rough spot in terms of salary. You've got a lot of money tied up with Harden. Got a lot of money tied up with Russ. And if you want to create a little bit of, um, if you want to create a little bit of wiggle room for the Rockets, those are you are who you're going to have to deal. Or if you want someone with a decent sized contract, so. Let me ask you this, Mikey Stone. Sure. 
so what do you think the likelihood is of of seeing Eric Gordon and or Covington be sent away in a deal? Or do you possibly have a deal for them that may net a free agent in a signing trade? Well, there's a couple things. Number one, I, gun to my head, Robert Covington is on this roster for next season. He's too valuable, especially when this team gets a center. Robert Covington is not a center. P.J. Tucker is not a center. They are much better suited to be wings. And I think Robert Covington's value skyrockets if he doesn't have to be a center. I think Covington is here. I will say there is a guy that has been brought up in trade rumors uh, today, as a matter of fact, that if I'm the Houston Rockets, I'm on the phone with today, earlier today, as soon as that news breaks. And that's Drew Holiday. Um, I, I like me some Drew Holiday. And if, if they would take back Eric Gordon in a, in a Drew Holiday deal, I, I do that all day long. Um, so I think there's a less than 10% chance Robert Covington has moved. I, I put the odds at maybe 25 to 35% that Eric Gordon has moved. Because there's only three realistic assets that the Rockets have to trade that could net them something of real value. And that's P.J. Tucker, who they're not moving. That's Robert Covington, who they shouldn't move, but they might move in a correct deal. And Eric Gordon, who they should look to move. So that's the the odds that I would put of Gordon and Covington being moved uh, before the season starts. Yeah, so look, but also... For the Rockets, I, I would I wouldn't say they're in much of a position to to make those kind of deals. I think that they're going to need someone to come to them. They they aren't in a position to where they can go out and buy a whole lot in in this free agency, at least through trades. Free agency it might be a little bit different, but if they want to make a trade, it's going to be. There, there's very limited options. Yeah. The, the one thing that I really like about Drew Holiday, though, is Drew Holiday comes off the books the same year that Harden and Westbrook would potentially come off the books. Because after not this upcoming season and not – the Rockets basically have Harden and, and Westbrook under contract for two more guaranteed years. Right. The, but also, um, Drew Holiday can opt out after, next, after this upcoming season. Yeah. I mean, he could, so you have one of those, like, handshake deals with him saying, okay, Harden and Westbrook are both under contract for two more years starting this year. After that, they each have a player option. If I had to make a guess, Westbrook's not passing up his money, but it wouldn't shock me if Harden, if the next two years don't go well, he'll opt out and he'll try and go find somewhere else to play. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you can get Holiday for the next two years, to me, Drew Holiday is a much better, I think he's an upgrade, especially defensively, over Eric Gordon. So if you could turn Eric Gordon into Drew Holiday, i do that deal all day long. And then you would use your mid-level exception at $5.7 million approximately on a center. Uh, and we'll go over my four guys that I'm looking at with the mid-level exception at approximately $5.7 million in a bit. Um, but in that scenario, I think you've gotten much better if you were to pull off that deal. Okay, so keep an eye on Drew Holiday, says Michael Stone. But 
you did mention your MLE, your $5.7 million. Now, that number is what you would get in a full 82-game season. We're looking at, though, an 18 to 20% escrow, escrow, however you pronounce the term E-S-C-R-O-W, which will take away money from players this season for not completing 82 games. So that number is also going to move down. That that escrow, that taking away of some money, is not going to affect those guys like Harden and Westbrook that are making a lot of money. It's going to affect these guys that are on this MLE deal that aren't making a whole lot of money, um, at least in the NBA terms. They're still making you know millions of dollars a year to play basketball. But you mentioned four guys, Mike, that uh, that we should target here. So. Mm-hmm. Who who could those four guys be? Start with start with their, start with their first option. Okay, so my first guy is going to be a replacement for Austin Rivers uh, because I don't think Austin Rivers is going to come back uh, to the Rockets. He has a two point eight million dollar in that vicinity player option for next season. It wouldn't be shocking to see him go to Philadelphia uh, to reunite with his dad. I think that would be a pretty decent pickup. You also have the tie. Not necessarily, not only with Doc Rivers, his father, but also Daryl Morey, who's now there, mm-hmm. who clearly liked him enough to bring him to the Rockets. So if uh, Austin Rivers leaves, you're going to need a replacement for Austin Rivers. So my number four guy that I would take a look at is DJ Augustine. Houston, Texas, born and raised. That'd be interesting. Uh, Hightower High School. Uh, he's been with the Magic the past four years. That yeah, I could I could see that happening. Although, to me, like DJ Augustine made a lot on his deal with the Magic. It was like four years, twenty nine million. So, I mean, and he and it wasn't like he played poorly either. Um, he's only thirty two. He's got some mileage left. Um, I don't know. I think like. Is he worth five? Like, honestly, I think he's going to sign something like what Austin Rivers is on, like a two-year. Like, I could see him sign for less even. But if DJ Augustine is given a one-year contract worth 5.7 or however much the MLE is, I think he would sign it, especially with a team like Houston that can contend. He'd get some minutes off the bench. He he fits, I think, offensively. Um and I don't think he's going back to the Magic. I think that they are ready to move full on with Fultz. So I like that fit for the Rockets there, DJ Augustine. But to be honest, it might not even – they might be able to sign him just to a minimum contract just given how his uh, trajectory is. Although it depends how 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 wide his market is. He could I have should, uh, four or five teams interested in him. Let me real quick preface this by saying that I wouldn't necessarily give the entire MLE to to any one of these four guys. It's these are the four guys I would try and acquire with that MLS. Okay, that makes sense. So if you can get – I think there's guys that are going to get in this range. There's going to be guys that command or would command the entire MLE um, amount, which is I think one of the guys that I have. Not necessarily – DJ Augustine, if you can get him and then another guy like him, you know, around that two and a half million dollar per year amount, that's what they'll be taking a look at. So not necessarily the entire MLE, but if they could acquire DJ Augustine, 
Yeah, no, uh, I, actually, I really like that fit. I really like that fit that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to be praying and hoping that uh, your brother gives him a call. But mo- let's move on now to your uh, next next potential Emily uh, fit. Okay, so this guy I've heard mentioned connected to the Rockets quite a few times. Uh, this is probably a guy where it's going to take a majority of that MLE $5 million-ish per year type deal, and that's Aaron Baines, uh, the mm. center most recently of the Phoenix Suns. Um, and he's coming, Yeah, he's coming off of by far his best uh, year uh, in the NBA. Yeah, Aaron Baines, 33 Played for Phoenix last year, signed a five and a half million dollar contract, and his stats uh, likely warrant uh, similar numbers or potentially a raise, um, depending on who wants to sign him. Um, if you look at his stats from this past season with Phoenix, in forty two games he averaged eleven and a half points, a career high. Uh, to go with five and a half rebounds. Now, he got a lot of those uh, games, and because DeAndre Ayton was suspended for the first part of the year, um, I think it was like a drug-related suspension, so he was out 25 games. That allowed Baines to start right away for Phoenix, and he got a lot of good minutes and a lot of good touches uh, for a team that wasn't super hot at the beginning of the year. So, 11 and a half, like... Aaron Baines is going to be, I think, one of the most coveted big men, uh, you know, out there. And the Rockets should be on him. Um, I don't know, though, how much he'd fit the system. I, I think he's, he's an interesting – he's a great fit if it works. He's a great fit if it works. Well, yeah. But that's my concern. I just don't know if it, it'll fit. Uh, I have talked to my brother at length about this. Yes. And he <laughs> – we are on the same page that the Rockets have to get a center. Point blank, they need a center. They have to sign a center or they have to acquire a center. They're not going into next season without a center. Right. Aaron Baines solves that problem. Now, in the back half of this list, there's another guy that I'm most excited about, um, the potential of adding. But Aaron Baines is a big man. I mean, he is, he's six foot ten. Um, now the age, the age scares me a little bit, but I feel like the next two years, the Rockets plans, they're not down the road. Like we're not thinking about five years from now. We're thinking about the next two years. Yes. Two years. This is a two year plan. You know, we are going to get our associate's degree. We are not going to get a bachelor's degree, a master's or a doctorate. Like associates get in, get out. Right. Mm -hmm. That's That's what we're going for. Aaron Baines is a guy that you could sign a two-year, $10 million contract. Will he sign that? I don't know. Nobody knows what this free agency period is going to be because it's going – we've never seen it before. Yeah, you know? and honestly, I think a lot of guys um, – it, it, look, agents are going to be very busy over these next few weeks because they have to um, – they attack quickly, and if you snooze, you may lose because there are guys that are not – they don't know where they're going to be in, you know, six weeks, and the season starts in, you know, seven, six, seven weeks or so. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, people are going to have to start moving quick. And it's going to be madness. I can tell you that. It's going to be one of the most exciting uh, free agency periods that we've seen. Um, rival Rivaling, like, last year's almost. Like, last year's was really exciting just because there were a lot of star players moving about. But this year, just the swiftness of everything, not a whole lot of stars on on the free agency line, but the the swiftness of everything. And with the Western Conference as tight as it is, this is the opportunity for one team or two to move their way up into that right contention. So teams and front offices that are prepared for this are going to be given the early go-ahead when the season comes about in, you know, late December. Yeah. And there's guys that I wish I could include on this list that we simply can't afford. I don't think, Mm -hmm. but we just don't know, you know, like a perfect guy that I, I want to include on this list, X rocket, Christian Wood in Detroit or formerly of Detroit. Mm -hmm. Christian would be a fantastic fit with the Rockets. out, average 22.3 points, nine and a half rebounds, a steal and a block, while shooting 41% from three. But it's also, he was on a really bad Detroit team, and it's a very small sample size. Do you really think that there's going to be a team out there that's going to give him a four-year, $60 million contract? Because I just don't see it. Now, I could see a team out there giving him like a two-year, $25 million contract. The Rockets can't afford that unless you do a sign and trade for them, which I don't think they will. But guys like that, I think, are going to be not paid what they should be, but they're still out of the Rockets' grasp with this MLE. Um, so that's a guy, just as an example, him. And I also have written down uh, Jeremy Grant of, mm-hmm. the, uh, of the Nuggets, I think would be a fantastic addition. And the ultimate dream for me, free agency-wise, would be Montrezl Harrell. Uh, but I don't think – I mean, I think there's going to be a team that's going to give Harold legit money, like a four-year, like $70 million contract for mm-hmm. Harold. I can see. Yeah, that's uh, all right. Somewhere in that vicinity, uh, which obviously the Rockets can't do. Like three years, 60 or something like that? Yeah, free – you know, a sign-and-trade of, you know, uh, Eric Gordon for, for Montrezl Harrell. I don't really know why the Clippers would want to do that necessarily. Um, but – We'll see. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's get to the next player on your list. Okay. So this guy I have loved for about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wanted the Rockets to go after him. Number one reason, he has a fantastic nickname, The Beast. Um, and that would be Jay Crowder. Uh, lastly of the Miami Heat. Do you think that Jay Crowder will warrant that kind of money, though? $5.7 million? I think he'd get paid more, especially considering uh, how deep he went in the playoffs, how effective he was. Yeah, I... I but to, I agree, yeah, Jay Crowder would be an awesome addition to the team. To me, he's a fringe guy. Because do I think he's worth $10 million a year? No, I don't. Um... Now, this would be a scenario where you have the, the five-ish million. You could create a little bit more money by declining the option on David Nawaba, who's making... 
you know, 1.8. So that would free up 6.8 million in cap space as long as that money's transferable and you can combine it. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about 6.8, which I think is right there for for Jay Crowder. Yes. You know, in a in a non-COVID pandemic year, Jay Crowder is worth nine to ten. But I think if you gave him, you know, six point eight, he's that type of guy where I would I I I mean I would give up David Nawaba to get Jay Crowder. Let's put it that way. He's the perfect guy for this team. Yeah. So Jay Crowder, um the, the contract he last signed was with Boston. Um it was a five year thirty-five million dollar contract. Yep. And he was it the thing with Jay Crowder though, I could see him signing like a one year like eight million dollar deal like something along the lines of that that will allow him like kind of what Danilo Gallinari did on his last deal with the Clippers and he's benefiting from that because he's gotten better and he's going to enter this as like one of the top 10 free agents in the class and he's going to get you know real close if not entirely max money Um, he's grossly overrated by the way you think so I don't like Danilo. I, Would you I, like him on the Rockets? He doesn't solve your problem, though. You don't scoring the ball is not the problem. He plays no defense. He's terribly defensively. Yeah, he's terrible. not very good defensively in the Rockets Thunder series. Yeah, I mean he can score points, but scoring points is not the Rockets' problem. I mean, if you have Russell Westbrook and James Harden, scoring the ball is not your problem. It's defense mm-hmm. and size. He's got decent size at 6'10", not a terribly great rebounder, and again, not great defensively, so no. Yeah. I mean, he's always been a good player on a mediocre team, so no. Yeah. I don't know. I I like Jay Crowder as a fit, Um, but, like, you saw, it's so weird to tell how this market's going to be because of these escrows with contracts and with these uh you know prorations and whatnot and just because of the the quickness and everything it's really hard to value how much someone is worth in this upcoming season now if the heat decide to move on from jay crowder because they simply feel that you know they're saving for next year when Giannis is a free agent and you know, he like I could see Jay Crowder going elsewhere, but I like look JJ Redick, and yes, this was you know not last year but the year before. He got twenty something million dollars from the Sixers, twenty three million dollars. Well, that's like, it's one of those examples that we talked about last show of Philadelphia just throwing stupid money at people. Yeah, but is, did you see with him throwing stupid money at Jay Crowder? No, I Are you think so? No. I don't know. By the way, Jay Crowder, I thought was like 34. He's 29. Yeah, he'll be feels 30. like Jay Crowder has been in the league forever. Yeah, is Jay Crowder is going to be, he'll be 30. He turned 30 in July. Okay, so he's 30. So he's 30. He's it, It's his age 30 season, which is a great, great fit. Because he has, he has everything you want. He He's good defensively. A decent three-point shooter. He has um, experience in, you know, the. I think he went to 
He went to the conference finals, Boston in 2017. Uh, was a starter on that team. Was a starter on the Miami team that just went to the finals. So he has uh, crunch time experience. And overall, like he's been with a lot of teams lately. Uh, you know, in his career, he's been at uh, six different teams um, since 2014 15, which is insane. Uh, and it could be a seventh team coming up. But. Uh, definitely a guy that you want on your team. I think that's why people like to trade for him because people want to have him on their team. Yeah, he he reeks of PJ Tucker 2.0 for the Rockets. A little like, bit. I, I, yeah. There are shades there. There are shades there. When the but, Rockets acquired him, I mean, he had been playing overseas. They signed him from Phoenix. They actually gave him a similar deal. I think they gave him four years, $32 million. Something like that. When he when he left Phoenix, when Tucker came here, I could see Jay Crowder just being an absolutely perfect fit here. Mm-hmm. He's tough, man. I mean, that's what this team needs. And I can't believe I'm I'm saying this, but I feel like the Rockets lack toughness. I don't think that they're tough. I think I, they play. I, I see what you're saying, but I also think that. Like, I see what you're saying, but it's because they don't have a guy like... Like, P.J. Tucker is that guy for them, but we're almost numb to it now. I feel like there needs to be one more guy. I see what you're saying. But he's a, the problem with P.J. Tucker is that he's tough, but he's not a, he's not a great player. He's a, he's a role guy, but he's not a... He's just not... It, I, I can't put my finger on it. But I just feel like the Rockets just aren't – I don't think they're mentally tough. Maybe that's what it is. Like I feel like at the end of games, they're just – they're just not tough. I, it's hard to explain. I just don't – I don't feel it. I don't mm-hmm. – I think they're missing that one piece. And I think Jay Crowder, very similarly to when the Rockets wanted to acquire um, Andre Iguodala. The same thing. I mean, Iguodala. I, I like Jay Crowder more than Iguodala. I just think he brings more at this point in his career. Uh, but very. That's what the Rockets are looking for. They're looking for that director on the court. And Jay Crowder. I loved watching him play for the Heat. I thought he played tough. Thought he played big, and I thought he hit some pretty big shots for them, especially from the three point line. Mm-hmm. So you have one more person, I believe, on your list, correct? Yeah, I think this is the guy that has the highest ceiling for me. Um, he's 25 years old. I feel like he hasn't been in great situations for him to excel just yet, and that's Nerlens Noel. Interesting. Now, this like Nerlens Noel would fit uh, in that 5.7 million or whatever. I think he that's that's exactly his value. Yeah, this is a guy that I feel like at the top end is worth 5.7 a year. This is one that I wonder if you could get a guy like him and DJ Augustine. Like, could you convince Nerlens Noel to take a little bit less than what his market value is? Very Austin Rivers-like, maybe like a two-year, $8 million contract. And if the Rockets can get rid of the travesty that is Chris Clements, because I, I can't stand Chris Clements. Um, I don't think he should be in the league. But, you know, if you cut him, you create a little bit more cap room. Your bench dramatically increases its value to your team. 
if you can add a guy like DJ Augustine and Nerlens Noel. Mm-hmm. And I well, want to. Uh, you know what? He need he needs a deal kind of like Daniel House's, like three years, eleven million. Yes, exactly. Um, like because I reference what Tim McMahon said real quick and get your take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, very recently on Brian Windhorse's uh, podcast, um, they said I was told that the plan last year when they made the Covington trade. They liked Nerland's Noel. They thought they could get a deal done with OKC at the deadline to get Noel. That didn't happen. They had other deals also fall through. Noel has been a productive player in Oklahoma City. The last couple of years on a minimum contract, he can catch lobs, he can switch defensively, and he can give them a different look as a guy coming off the bench. Uh, Nerland's Noel is the player cousin to Clint Capella. I don't think he's as good as Clint Capella, but I think he can give you in the neighborhood of similar production to what Capella gave you. And the thing that I love about Noel is he's 25 years old. He's either 25 or 26 years old, depending on when is, when is his birthday. I don't know. Basketball reference doesn't have his birthday. Um, he's either 25 or 26 years old. I still think he can get better. And I think that's one thing that the Rockets really missed last year with James Harden's game was the pick and roll game. I thought he, I think he had it to a certain extent but not nearly as to what it was with Clint Capella. And I think it took away from part of his game. Yeah. And so I'm looking at Nerland's Noel stuff right now on Twitter. And it look, so he has experience playing with Covington in, in Philly. Mm-hmm. He's got experience playing in OKC with Russ. Yep. Um, but I'll say this. If what happened is, is true about them pursuing – Noel at the deadline, then guess who's probably else also going to be interested in him? Philadelphia. Exactly. And with Philadelphia, you're fighting with uh, Nerlens Noel already has that uh, relationship with the city. He knows the city. So, I don't why, know. Why, okay, but realistically, if Embiid is healthy, then he, his role is extremely limited. And he's already got Al Horford there. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen for much longer. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't hate Al Horford in Houston, just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, but that's, that's not – the money is not worth it. Yeah, but I'm just – I'm spitballing here. Yeah, this is what the podcast is for, to spitball. Yeah, it's – I don't think he's going to go to Philly. But the bottom line is I think the Rockets are looking to upgrade – my four guys are based on the two areas that they have to upgrade at. And that's the wing and the big man. And I think if Austin Rivers leaves, they have to get a, a backup guard. And if somebody responds to this post when it goes up tomorrow with Chris Clements is the answer, I'm going to break my laptop against the wall. <laughs> like, I have, I have a – very similar to Alex Caruso. I'm just kidding. We're not going down that road again. Uh, I just – Chris Clements has gotten enough of a look. He should be in the G League. He has no business on, on the roster. He's a waste of roster spot. Mm-hmm. All he right. adds nothing. So, so before – okay. So now we're – I want to play a quick game with you, Mike. Yes! Monopoly. I always win a Monopoly. Well, I said quick game. That's not a quick game. Okay. All right. This game is called Keep or Yeet. All right? So I'm going to say a name. 
and you're going to tell me whether the team should keep them or yeet them. Yeet means like, get I, out of Houston. Keep means keep them as Rockets. Yeep, like Y-E-E-P? No, yeet, yeet. Oh, yeet, okay, yeet. Y-E-E-T. Yeah, like yeet. Okay, got it. All right. So, Austin Rivers, keep or yeet? Yeep. All right. Tyson Chandler, keep or yeet? Yeep. Tabo Sevalosha, keep or yeet? Yeet. Michael Frazier, keep or yeet? Dive. Give him to the to cut. Bye. See ya. Adios. William Oward, keep or yeet? Yeep. Bruno Cabolo, keep or yeet? Ooh, good one. Uh, keep. He has good upside. Damari Carroll, keep or yeet? Um, yeep. Jeff Green, keep or keep? There's no yeet option. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't no, realize. I no, but it's for real. Keep or yeet, Jeff Green? Uh, keep. Okay. David Nawaba, keep or yeet? Ooh, keep. All right. So there you have it. Those, the names I just listed, the nine players I just listed are Rockets free agents this upcoming season. Um, but here we go. So like, so those are the guys that the Rockets have to make a decision on. Though they're, they're, they don't have a contract next year. But now let's get to some other guys, okay? Daniel House, keep or yeet? Keep, 100%. Ben McLemore, keep or yeet? Yeet. You're going to yeet? Yeah, I'm going to yeet your boy. You're going to yeet Ben McLemore yeah. in favor of Daniel House? Yes, not even close. Oh. I know you're hurt. You you're hard to hurt. So you're going to yeet Ben McLemore so that you can get more. Like, what? what's the reasoning behind getting rid of Ben McLemore? Because he doesn't add as much to the roster as Daniel House does. Mm. Take the, Okay. Let me ask you. Let, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question. Take the off the court issues out of it. Who's a better? Who adds more to this roster? Basketball-wise, Daniel House or Ben McLemore? Come on. No, I'm saying, like, well, it's tough because you do mention the off, like, you like you took the off-the-court stuff out of it. So, like, my decision is obvious if you keep, the thing is, that's the thing is, you can't take it out of it. But, look, Daniel House is a, is a better basketball player than Ben McLemore is. He's more well-rounded. I just I just don't know. Because, like, ever since that whole thing happened, the team's been real quiet about it. Um, they haven't really suggested anything, whether they're going to keep him or yeet him. Um, so I don't know what the team's thinking. Uh, you have a new coach, so maybe, uh, maybe Steven Silas feels differently about it. Then D'Antoni, maybe uh, Tillman Fertitta. Tillman Fertitta is the only person that's really there still that has much of a say on the whole thing. And, of course, your brother Raphael Stone will have some stay. But I, I guess the chances of House staying on the team are better now because he has a new coach, new GM, uh, people that aren't as personally conflicted by the issue. Like if I think if I think if D and Tony and Maury ran it back and they were both here for this upcoming season, I don't think Daniel House would be on the roster. Um, but that's also a whole nother 
issue um, that we may discuss on our next episode. Uh, but let's get final final thing before we sign off. So let's let's get your look, Michael Stone, as what this team looks like from one to fifteen, if it's possible. Do you have that roster set up? Uh, Do you want to write it down? I can get it. Um, so let's see. Westbrook is one. Harden is two. Covington is three. Tucker is four. I ultimately think House is five. Nawaba is six. Kaboko is seven. But you can only play 12, so let's not go to 15. Okay, so we'll go one to 12. So Westbrook, Harden, Covington, Tucker, Nawaba, you said, Kaboko. Yeah. Ultimately... I don't think Eric Gordon is on the roster. So uh, if Eric Gordon's not, then who is? <sighs> like, who do they trade? Uh, I I think that there's too much. <sighs> I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Miles Turner is going to be a Houston Rocket. Interesting. I I think the money is perfect. Like, they literally have the same contract. Mm-hmm. Um, they make the exact same money. So I think Miles Turner will be a Houston Rocket. I think if, real quick, I think if if if, if, if this comes down to Indiana, the, if, they, if Indiana offered this deal to the Rockets, they would be stupid not to do that deal. This is on Indiana because they've got Oladipo and they have Malcolm Brogdon already. So they might look at it and say, well, why do we want Eric Gordon? But I do think Eric Gordon makes a lot of sense in Indiana because – I think he can put the ball in the hoop, which is what they need. Um, so ultimately, I think Miles Turner is a rocket. And then you start looking at guys. So what do we have? Eight. They need cheap, cheap talent on this roster. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the, a center, last name of Bowl, on the G League team. Mm-hmm. Um, I ulti- I think they're going to bring him up. So there's nine. Wait. Uh, What's his name? Is it is it isn't it Maker? Maker Bowl? No. You're yeah. thinking you're thinking of Bowl Bowl. That's what you're thinking. The guy's name is Makor Maker. Make okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Makor Maker. They're gonna bring him up because he's too he's big enough to be on the roster. Um so there's nine. I think Chris Clements for some reason still is on the roster. That's or no, no, no. My, excuse me. Mature maker. Mature maker is his cousin. Okay. <laughs> Very right. com. There's Thon maker. There's mature maker. There's Mose. There's a Moses bowl. There's a bowl bowl. There's a minute bowl. So okay. mature, mature maker. maker. Excuse me. Yeah, mature. That's on me. Yes, he's in, he's in RGV right now. Yeah. So there's nine. Chris Clements is ten. I. I think they if they're going to sign somebody with the the exception. Um, I think DJ Augustine, if Austin Rivers leaves, he's on the team, and I think that they end up with Nerlens Noel. Um, okay, so so, so I'll, I'll I'll throw. Okay, I just wrote it all down. So um, their guards are Westbrook, Harden, and Augustine, and Chris Clemens. Correct. Those are your guards. Yep. Your wings are Covington, Nawaba, House, and I guess, yeah, Covington, Nawaba, and House. There's seven. And then, 
you have your bigs, uh, Cabolo, Tucker, Miles Turner, Mature Maker, and Nerlens Noel. That's 12. There, Yeah, there you go. So five bigs, three wings, and uh, four guards. Maybe you include like a two-way guy that you get um, in the draft. Uh, maybe you, yeah. Honestly, that that roster to me, um, I don't know if it's better than this past year, but I think it's competitive roster. Your ceiling is higher with that roster because you give yourself. That depends on how good Miles Turner is. It also depends on. I think David Nwaba could be a real player for this team. I I liked him when he was. He would have to be what Macklemore is because that's who you're replacing. Yeah, but he's a, he's a much different player than Ben Macklemore. Much, much different. Now, last year in 27 games, he did have, he did shoot 43% from the three-ball line, but you're, you acquired David Nwaba more for his defensive presence than his offensive presence, I think. I mean, in the league, he's never scored more than seven or eight points in a game. So I guess he's similar in Macklemore in that aspect, but you acquired him to be a defensive guy and not so much an offensive guy. Yeah. I think you could be much better defensively with the team that I just laid out compared to this past year's team. Now, that's saying a lot because the Rockets did have the number one defense in the bubble. or up until At one point, they did, yes. At one point, yes. But, man, you think about the, the type of lineups you could have with that roster. You know, you could play – you could go massive with Turner and Noel, Tucker, Westbrook, and Harden. You could go small with Nawaba. Uh, I guess I did leave Jeff Green off of there. Yeah, that would be that would be incredibly disappointing to not bring Uncle Jeff back. Um, Jeff Green did get exposed in that Lakers series, though, which I don't think was all his fault because he wasn't playing alongside a big at any point, and I think he just can't guard Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I think Jeff Green's going to get decent money, though. I think I think if. Let me ask you this real quick before, before we wrap up. Would you give your entire – would you give $5 million to Jeff Green? Hmm. That is so hard. $5 I mean, million? I mean, he was a guy that nobody wanted, it seemed like, this past year. And you're going to go from that to using your entire MLE on Jeff Green? I don't, I don't know. I what's... think you can – look – they're going to need to get a lot of guys to go for minimum deals. Yep. I think Jeff Green would take a minimum to stay in Houston. Just and, and this is and this is part of the reason why, you know, the season starts, you know, very quickly. And you're going to like I I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of player movement and Jeff Green is also someone who, you know, he was waived by Utah early, early in the past, early in the last season, and the Rockets gave him another life, and he proved that he still can play in the NBA. And I just don't see like a lot of guys saying, "Oh, I, yeah, I want to uproot my life right now," um, with all of this uh, unrest about you know the NBA and coronavirus and everything like that. It, to me, it's. I don't think we're going to see a lot of movement. Um, even also with trades, I don't think we're going to see too many trades either. Uh, simply because um, 
I just think guys are need to prepare with the guys that they got. But I think what that will do is it will create a lot more movement at the trade deadline, whenever that may be, whether they keep it in February or whether it moves back, you know, a little bit into March potentially. So I yeah, I don't think especially if the season starts, you know, in 2020. I don't think you're going to see too many deals. You might see like small ones. Um, you might even see one like the Gordon Turner trade that you mentioned, but I don't think you're going to see too many of those. Um, and I don't know, like it's, it's definitely interesting and it's definitely a lot to unpack, but we will have you covered here on Harden My Takes. So this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and download our podcast. We go live every Monday and Thursday. So throughout the offseason, be sure to come back here every Monday and Thursday for a new episode of Harden My Take. You can follow us on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. Give us a like on Facebook if you're over there. And be sure to check all of our content out at TheDreamShake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. You can follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Stone. Uh, I guess we can, uh, you know, take take the hat off, Mikey. Uh, you're back to Michael Brown now. I was going to say, uh, you know, Michael Stone and uh, Mike Brown actually share the same Twitter account. It's UH Big Red uh, it's, a, it's a collaboration Twitter account. Uh, it is. It's a conglomerate uh, of tweets. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next podcast, uh, we'll have um, special guest Jeremy Stone. Uh, talk about what he says about the uh, what what his brother Raphael might do uh, for the next couple of weeks. So be sure to give that conglomeration of a Twitter account uh, a follow at Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And until next time, go Rockets!